Welcome to Huge Quickly Podcast. I'm Danny. Good day, Rebecca. Hey, Danny. Good day, Mark Tucker. Hey, so glad to be on the show. Man, it's been way too long. We were just trying to figure out how long it's been, and either way, it's been too long. Well, I was first on the show, I think it's been almost a year ago, back when you were just a young buck. I mean, I was so <laughs> young and immature then. Oh, I wouldn't say that, but you were barely growing hairs. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you, know, you don't have to get into too much detail. In your special spot, as you called it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was in confidence. It's been, it's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. And, uh, originally I know you from improv. That's right. You, you kind of, uh, just improvs in your rear window now it's like you're you're moving on to your own podcast right that's correct yeah well we met doing doing um um improv together at at the brody shout out brody yes love the brody yeah it was it was important uh, in in my development but you know i outgrew them (laughs) (laughs) no it was awesome but uh, you had approached me Mm-hmm. Uh, not about the podcast. No. What are you doing later? <laughs> yeah. Hey, good looking. <laughs> and said you were doing a podcast. And I was yeah. like, what is that? You know, what's funny is that I, at this point by now, I've told a lot of people that I've been doing this podcast, but every time I feel like a giant douchebag. Why? It's just, I, it's like saying I have a yacht. I don't, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> is that how you equate it? <laughs> it's the same well, it thing. It feels like a weird, for one thing, not very many people have them. And then it's sort of like, I don't what? You know, it's always yeah. like, it always gets brought up. And especially if I ever go into groups of like, the, like I'll go out and have beers with the improv kind of crew, you know, right. whatever. I'll go see a Brody show and I know most of the people, so I'll go out with them. At some point, it always gets brought up. And I, it's like, oh yeah, you, oh yeah, Danny has his podcast. And I was like, no, nah, it's okay. I'm going to talk about it's the like, podcast. Like you have a third like, nipple or something. Yeah. It's yeah. like, that thing is for me and me only, you know, it's like, just leave it alone. <laughs> But it was, I did need, I, I was so excited to have a new batch of, of guests, potential guests in the right. improv class. So I had to reach out to everybody. Oh, I thought it was just me. No, no, I no. It was you were bottom of the special thing. That's <laughs> the last, last one. <laughs> After everybody had said no, that's yeah. Mark. Sure. He'll do it. Yeah. You know, I remember you vividly because me and you were in probably my greatest improv scene of that really? class, oh. which ended up turning into a sketch. That I just did, which is, it's just kind of funny, but it was the pilot sketch, which oh. it all started from improv. Oh my God. You remember yes, what I'm talking I about? I do remember. That was awesome. Oh man. We I could, had... like one of us couldn't say anything while yeah, the other, couldn't. of course, <laughs> you're like, you're struggling <laughs> <laughs> to not, right? Yeah, yeah. But I just, yeah. So I set up the chair so that we've got like two little pilot seats there and I come like staggering in and it was totally different from what ended up being in this sketch. Right. But I was like the drunk pilot. Yeah. It was having like flashbacks and stuff. How did that go? It went really well. Yeah. I think it turned out really well, but a lot of it was really downplayed. Like all the flashback stuff, which actually got a lot of laughs. Mm. At some point, somebody convinced me to take them out. I need to stop listening. To you got to stop listening to people. Yeah. I don't that reminds me. I had tons of good flashback stuff. Yeah, you got you really. You know what I'm finding being new to the the whole podcast world is that people want to give you advice, and it's based (laughs) on their own. You know what they like, and the truth is, you start you start uh, acquiescing to people's preferences, and soon you won't be saying anything. You got you really just got to let it flow out of what's what you like and what you're good at. Mm Mm-hmm. Look at me. I've been doing it for like two months and I'm already giving advice like an old timer. <laughs> well, I did. I mean, I did have one person in particular that I ended up writing with and 
it was so funny because I realized that they didn't like anything that I did. So at right. first I was like, okay, okay, I could change that and I could change that. And then after a while I realized I was like, I, I don't think we should be working together. Right. How about I change you? Yeah, <laughs> You're like, the problem. Why don't you shut up? You know? <laughs> That's uh, awesome. But, um, yeah, you got to kind of take ownership of your own thing. Well, I was here not long ago, I think four or five months ago and you were doing some script writing. Yeah. And you had showed me some of that stuff. Um, but you had also told me that you had showed it to a, a couple of people in the class who had been kind of shutting you down about some of it. And boy, I, I really thought that, that was, too bad. I, I hope that they didn't fully shut you down. Yeah, I remember you were a big proponent. I was of, like, "Don't of, listen." Yeah, yeah. And I and I I didn't listen. Good I, uh, to, to me or them. <laughs> <laughs> don't listen to me either. I guess if you're following my advice, you won't listen to me either. Yeah. No, you know you got to navigate those waters yourself. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I would think that Rebecca, when you're in a lab scenario, <laughs> you probably got to listen to really uh, what's. You can't really get off in your own stuff. No, too actually, much, right? you can. Like, I can have my you? entire my own project. It's awesome. Um, oh, what are you and, working on right now? Uh, well, so I'm working at Parkinson's lab, yeah. and um, so my project. This will be my next four years of research. Is uh, looking at activating a specific part of the brain. Um, right now, it's protective against Parkinson's in our model, and then hopefully seeing if that's an effective treatment for people that already have Parkinson's and then maybe implementing that as a new therapy. Are you testing on like on old people? No. Just milling around the lab? <laughs> no, unfortunately. Oh, Don't too... touch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See? Get away from that. Put <laughs> your robe back on. Too crotchety. <laughs> uh, no, we work with mice. So we have little Parkinsonian mice. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sweet little you... mice. I know. It, would it be uncalled for to make fun of them? You ever do that? <laughs> um sometimes if they're being jerks about it <laughs> eat your cheese you little <laughs> bastard yeah um no like one uh, i had to do surgeries today and one of them was just like kind of beating up on the other mice in this cage so i didn't feel bad about cutting his head open this time wow that's Whoa. all it takes <laughs> be nice serious. to rebecca yeah and be you nice to your cage mates mm, you don't put on any like mice puppet shows or anything when they're like, yeah. where, would you, where, where would you stick your finger, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> Little finger puppets. Oh, oh God. Wow. <laughs> and It'll give you be some skulls probably hard to get grant money if they come walking in for that. Uh, you never know. Uh, yeah, that's, you know, maybe mm. a social experiment. They see it as entertainment. Bill Gates comes mm. strolling in. You got five mice on your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, it's the wrong time to put on the puppet show. My bad. Should have been working uh, hard. Death of a salesman? Hey, come on. Shows up. Appreciate the artistic uh, abilities I have here. They're like, you're in the wrong field, maybe. I'm just trying to enrich the other mice culturally. <laughs> Before they forget it all. No, you, that's, that's Alzheimer's. <laughs> I'm in the wrong disease. Uh, neurodegenerative. Close. You know, speaking of that, speaking of disease and horrific things. Why are you looking at my pants when you say that? <laughs> because you have something wrong with you. <laughs> uh, no, go ahead. Sorry, uh, yeah. Ebola. Yeah, we talked earlier. Uh, Rebecca texted me earlier and said that she... Ebola, they think, might hit the shores of the U.S. in, in, uh, in a couple months. Well, CDC is already... Uh, so, I mean, they uh, put out like a warning or something, and I guess got in touch with universities with medical centers. Yeah. And so we got an email today from the school that said, you know, if you've traveled through like Guinea, Sierra Leone, like Nigeria, something like that, uh, Liberia, get in touch. 
yeah, get in touch with the Student yeah. Wellness Center. Am I the only one here that thinks Ebola is a piece of furniture from Ikea? Is, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? It's so hard to put together. It'll kill you. It'll kill you. <laughs> Those little ratchets. What, so is Ebola bad to get? Yeah. Really? It, like, Tell it, them how it kills you. It Rebecca. liquefies your organs. What? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like hemorrhagic fever. So you just bleed out of everything after a couple days. Well... Yeah, it's lightening the mood. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <And> next topic. <laughs> yeah, uh, that is scary. That is really how scared. Really how scared scary. should I be? Uh, you're probably fine for now. Don't go to Africa. I wouldn't go to Africa right now. Don't yeah. go to Africa. Because yeah, that's where the outbreak started, and it's yeah. spread to six countries now. I want to say, uh, within Africa, and then there's like a couple missionaries from Europe that like came back with it or something like that. Well, yeah. well, luckily, God really Africa. helped them out. <laughs> Thanks, God. Oh, you're doing God's work. You're going to liquefy your organs and die a horrific death. Wow. I wonder if it's those people quick. would die still believing in God. You'd be like, there's not. To the very end, my friend. To the very end. I mean, yeah. that would be it. That's a real test. That would definitely put my faith to the test. <laughs> my innards your were liquefied. Your brain is melting. <laughs> yeah. Um, what does it start? What does it start leaking out your orifices? Or mm-hmm. really? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. don't get graphic, Mark. Well, I want to know <laughs> if I got it. If I if something's leaking out of my belly button, I want to know. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that's not Ebola. I think you'd know a little. That's just old that. peanut butter from <laughs> dip my celery in. Is that ranch? <laughs> ranch? That's not Ebola. <laughs> False alarm, Rebecca. I had this ranch uh, tap installed. In my <laughs> stomach. <laughs> hey, that's a, that is just pragmatic. It it's, just makes good sense. It's good science. Ranch yeah. comes out of your belly button <laughs> into your mouth. Just, if you, if you squeeze your belly, it just squirts right in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't have ranch? No worries. I've, I've got, got ranch got right, right on that. You, know, you want ranch in your salad, honey? There you go. And a couple of croutons? Give you a little squirt. <laughs> <laughs> keep that in a different orifice. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but, you know, this is kind of sad, really, but I read that, you know, it's very highly contagious, Ebola, and they have these quarantine centers set up, and the local population in some of these villages is so uh, misinformed about this disease that they were, like, they were storming the quarantine centers and trying to show that this was a hoax that they thought it was like to cause like i think it was foreign influence or foreign money into their they just like get out of here they think it's like a way of outside interference yeah and like controlling them yeah Yeah. people are chanting no ebola and going in and like pulling people out that are quarantined and pulling like they had like a bed sheet that was like like a bloody bed sheet that was an ebola patient they're waving around to people how do you think the ebola feels about that kind of you know what do you call that when you or anti-germ. Um, well, he German misunderstood. <laughs> I would think he, right. He at least has to feel that. <laughs> he, they don't. He, they don't get it's it. One guy. It's one little germ. <laughs> He's like, oh, uh, well, how much more do I have to prove here? I'm a vicious killer. <laughs> Isn't I get that no crazy though? That is crazy. Yeah. No, yeah. I've been reading about them. There's pictures of it. And... Yeah, they show. They, you know, I pictured Ebola like, I don't know. I, I remember reading a book about it a long time ago, but. I just pictured it like it was very obvious someone has Ebola and they at least get taken to a hospital. Right. You know, what they show these pictures and they're just like some guy that's just passed, it's just dead in like a, on like a, a bus 
bench. What? And it's mm-hmm. like, that's an Ebola victim. And there's people walking around. Yeah. And there's, have you seen the pictures of, um, cause obviously they're trying to contain the spread. So there's like a body and like somebody in a full hazmat suit spraying it down with a disinfectant. Right. Mm-hmm. So that way they can remove it and everything like that. And people don't get infected. And then there's like the villagers standing around. Um, it looks like something out of a horror movie. It looks awful. Wow. Ugh. And they don't believe that it's a real thing. Yeah. No, I've, yeah. I've heard that in Africa, there's been some misinformation, like maybe it's a, um, you know, what do they call them? The, the guys that, that, that the warlords, mm-hmm. they have an interest in keeping outside influence sort of away. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so. if you think about it too, I mean, a lot of it stems from the fact that like once they start showing symptoms and then they get taken to the hospital or these medical centers and then their family members don't return because they die. Yeah. But if your family is being taken away by white men in coats or a hazmat suit and they don't come back. Been there. I wouldn't. <laughs> Been there. It's, the worst. it's, it's, it's not good. Yeah. So if I see a guy on a bench and he's, He's slumped over and he's leaking out of his belly. You should ass- what, what should I should I should I not lick him? Guy that should I just not lick him? You should probably go sample what's out of his belly button. Is it ranch? Taste it. You mm. don't know. Is that hidden valley? Where did you get this installed? <laughs> <laughs> I this must get a plastic surgeon. <laughs> Tells like, no, that guy's dying of Ebola. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I need to call you up. I'm just going to call you guys up just to be sure. <laughs> Swing on over. <laughs> I don't believe it's an Ebola outbreak. I think people are getting the ranch packets installed, and they're just—they don't want to tell anyone. They're hiding the technology with the idea. This was my idea. (laughs) I'm never going to get credit. (laughs) Well, that's truly horrific. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Sorry, it's on its way. Yeah, wow, it's on its way. Mm -hmm. Get ready. Right when your podcast is about to take off. It's doing great, right? I know. And then the Ebola plague sweeps through, and I can't—we can't even get our third month. Uh, I mean, you just stay home and record the whole time and people stay home and listen. I think it's perfect for you. Is, is that what happens? You just you don't go captive out? Captive audience. I, I wouldn't. If no one's going anywhere, what else do they have? Podcasts. Yeah. Netflix will be down by then. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the Tucker and Powers podcast <laughs> will be, be rocking. Yeah. yeah. Or is it Powers and Tucker? Powers is there a big debate Tucker. on that? You know, there was less of a de- debate than you might think. She's quite a bit tougher than I am. Yeah. So it came down to really to arm wrestling and, mm. you know, she won. <laughs> no, it, it just, we actually, how does it sound? Tucker and Powers just doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. It's, it's true. It was it's literally true. as simple as that. Powers and Tucker. We yeah. were thinking of putting the and at the very beginning and Powers Tucker, but people didn't really take to that. <laughs> Although Tucker Powers. You no, know, it could be, but then they th- think we were just uh, just That's one guy one that person. was working on a farm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they're confusing you with like Tucker Max. You'd probably get like tons of hits. Ever heard Tucker of that guy? Ma- I haven't. Oh. He's just—I'm sure Rebecca has a lower view on him than me. I think he's just a smart, like, marketer of himself. He's like this best-selling author of basically just the hugest douchebaggy books he could possibly. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Glad to see somebody's misusing the Tucker name yeah. that I've worked yeah. so hard. So hard to, for. Yeah. It's all about like how to, it's not, no, it's not a pickup thing. It's like telling, talking about his shenanigans, but essentially it's him being a giant douche and then just, just kind of passing that off as like awesome. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're all like these stories like, ooh, the weekend in Vegas. But they are interesting to read. Oh, oh we're getting the other side. You know what? I'm going to fire up. You guys enjoy yourselves. Uh, Tom Rox wants yourselves. I'm just going to read up. They're the worst, though. They're the worst. See, I would, I would like, if I was describing Tucker Max, I would say that he's a 
huge douchebag who's marketed himself well, but you go the opposite way. <laughs> You're the anti-douchebag <laughs> who's not marketed yourself enough. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you. Is that a compliment? It's absolutely a compliment. Okay. Remember my idea of running through the parks naked? You never did that, did you? Oh, it's, I don't know. Pearls before you, a maybe swine. you weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you did do that. I thought just that, out of jail. I thought huh? that went viral. Well, whatever, my mistake. <laughs> viral. Are we talking about Ebola again? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's it's interesting though because people can some horrible people really make it. You know? Uh, yeah. Of course. They yeah. Really make it. I mean, every reality star. True. The TV shows and. True. Uh, it's just terrible. You know what's something I feel great about? I haven't watched a reality show in can't remember the last time. Me, really? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Feels good. I my coworkers talk about it, and then like bring up something new. Like my boss was just telling me about a new one the other day, and just give him a blank look and a shrug. I'm so proud of myself. Nice. I feel good. Nice. Huh. Yeah. And do they look at you like ah, she really is morally superior to us? No. 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 Then they launch into the description and tell me why I should be watching it. And do you feel envious? No. 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 What are they so big on right now? Um, one of my coworkers loves Naked and Afraid. Hmm. Uh, and I know a couple of the people that have gotten into that too. Been there and done that too. <laughs> <laughs> Naked and Afraid. Yeah. Describes oh, my childhood. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. Hold me. Okay, less holding. I think I'm good for tonight. <laughs> no, you're not. Wow, yeah. naked and afraid. Yeah. They just drop them off in the wilderness somewhere? Didn't one of the women sue because she didn't think she was actually going to be shown naked? Uh, I think, I don't know. I know this. That's actually from Naked Dating, which is the What's, what's this naked trend uh, of uh, naked reality shows? Yes, Naked and Afraid did well, so they did Naked Dating. I People thought that- were so hacky and just moral, uh, just uh, creatively bankrupt. What are you going to do? I thought Naked Wheel of Fortune really was going way Until that far. one guy got caught in the wheel. And it was, oh, it was, it was terrible. That got was circumcised ugly, right there on the show. ugly scene. <laughs> <laughs> Here he was thinking he was just going to have a big payday. Instead, he got his Johnson stuck. <laughs> Wedged right there in the right wheel. On the, yeah, on the five cents, too. It was like just a double whammy. Anyway. So you haven't seen it though? No. You haven't seen Naked and Afraid? Mm-mm. I don't mm. have cable. I've lived in Portland long enough to be able to say I don't have TV. Oh yeah, that's so such a big thing to say. She's one of those people. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I get it. Uh, you know, it's funny. Way back when I was um, dating, you know, between my wife's, between my wives, <laughs> that sounds so nice. Um, everybody that was on the dating site was like, "Oh, I don't have a TV. Mm-hmm. I don't have a TV." It's just bull. Mm. They just watch it from their computer or something. I don't know. <laughs> they have TVs. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things you can't really call them out on like the first date. It could be kind of offensive. Right? It was just ridiculous. They're like, they all these adventurous things they were trying to make themselves out to be. Yeah. I just put on there, I'm, I'm a lazy bastard and I live with my mom. You know? How'd it that just, work out for you? It, 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 you know, it was slow, slow pickings for a while, but. Fortunately, Jennifer was sympathetic to my plight, mm-hmm. naked and afraid as I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember I did spend a little time, you know, online dating there for a while. And I remember laughing at a couple people that were like, just like brutally honest. Yeah. Because I remember there was one, there was, it would like pops up and tells you like when people answer questions, you know, like if they, because there's like a million questions you can answer and then that helps you like rate 
you're going to match people up or whatever. Right, yeah. And I just remember that there was like, there was one girl that was like, rate your confidence and she'd put below average. Ooh, like, wow. Mm, okay. <laughs> Am I more likely to That's my now? woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other one, like right beneath it, it was like, how often do you brush your teeth? And she said, once a day. No. I was like, why would they put that? What? <laughs> what? You're not just going to say two? Even, that's what everybody round does. Up, round up. I mean, I'm going to say four, but, you know, go for two at least. Was there an option that was fewer than once a day? I don't know. <laughs> and I never answered any questions. That's probably why I didn't get very many matches. Wow. I'm going to blame it on that. Not what the site were you at? Uh, this was OkCupid. Okay. I just, I just did match.com and I loved, I thought it was the smartest thing. I was, I was never the type of guy to go out to bars and I, I just didn't know how to make all that work. So to be able to look at kind of basically we can match resumes, you know, right? It was brilliant. And match other things. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Bring over the Vaseline. Oh, <laughs> okay, you went too far, Mark. As <laughs> I do. Vaseline. Is that what you're going for? Well, mayonnaise, but in a pinch. Make a little egg salad. <laughs> That's disgusting. You know, when Jen, uh, it was funny, my now wife, we, yeah. we met on Match.com. Did you? Yeah. She said I was her last, she was about to She was done. about to quit. Yeah, and she met me. Oh, <laughs> came rolling up, and that was it. That's all she wrote. Man. Threw on the Tucker charm. Well, I guess That's you right. were her last on Match.com, though. Yeah. Well, I guess that. So maybe she was trying to... As far as, yeah. That's right. She said, "The next guy, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna marry no matter what. I don't care if he drives up on a wheelbarrow. <laughs> He's my guy. Mm-hmm. At least you have either way, you have good timing. You know. Well, I, yeah, no kidding. Hey, it worked out because she's she's awesome. Better be lucky. Better to be lucky than good, right? And if you're both, then <laughs> oh." <laughs> No, it was, it was, it was, it, it worked out right away. I mean, that first date, it was, yeah. it was on. Where'd you guys go? Well, I, on the phone, she had said that she liked, um, she liked Manhattans. Do you know what a Manhattan yeah. is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Delicious. Delicious. I, but I had never had one. And so I asked a friend of mine if he recommended a place. He was in the food industry around here. So. Um, well, hold on. Let me guess though. On the phone, you're like, Oh, hell yeah. I love Manhattan. <laughs> sure. I got, I got <laughs> it covered. Yeah, uh, gotta go. Then I <laughs> speed dialed I swear. him. I, yeah, I from Upper East Side all the way yeah, down and back I'm, up. I mean, I love the whole island. I lo- <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go there. Ooh, yeah, it's I, be mean, I don't know if I really want to move now, but <laughs> go anywhere with you. But I'm desperate, so <laughs> I guess I'll make it work. So I called him, and he he gave a good recommendation. We started at this really uh, nice place, not too too far from here. And uh, headed after that over to Ringler's mm-hmm. and played a little pool. Wait, were you down on 21st? Did it happen to be the Pope House? It was not. Sorry. I don't think they're yes known for their Manhattan. No, it, it, it wasn't exactly. Uh, it was in uh, Southwest. Oh, okay. Um, but not f- too far from Burnside, near um, the Scottish Rites. Well, I only venture out huh. four square blocks. So yeah, Well, that's all you uh, have to do. You live in Northwest, man. You're the envy of us all. Mm-mm. Huh? No. Uh-uh. I'm sorry. You have interesting people in your neighborhood. Well, it, it is true. Like the woman who true. told you you were going to die. What? Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we went down. We walked from my house just, what, 10 blocks or less down yeah. to to get some pizza. And on the way there to the pizza joint, this girl, this crazy older woman walks by and, and 
She's kind of muttering to herself. But then she <laughs> passed me. She looks right at me and goes, you're going to die. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was like right into my soul. She looked me right in the face. It was like a fortune teller. I was like, Jesus. But she, she's specific. Because you, you are going to die down. I mean, yeah. I'm telling you right now. But Well, I, what I thought is you don't need to bring it up. I mean, right. yeah, sure. Way to bring me down, mumbling woman. Well, she just ran on my parade. Wow. Yeah. So I'm kind of glad she didn't say anything more. Like, you know, it's 16 months from now and, and specifics. Because then it would be like, Jeez. oh, my God. How could she say more with your boat in her mouth? <laughs> you take her down no one says i'm gonna die to my face <laughs> then on the way back this guy's just like you probably run into these mark like these guys are they're homeless and they don't seem to be completely there but they're very arrogant and entitled yeah like he's just like oh hey pizza oh can i have, so- can I have a slice of your pizza right yes and we're like no yeah and then all- then he kind of turns no he just kind of ignored him right i, I was like no sorry uh, man yeah. i think i was like sorry man and he's like, oh, oh, what? And then he kind of like gets up close to me, like he's right over my right shoulder, oh like he's God. very close. He could like reach off and like like grab this thing, like Ooh. not that I thought he was actually gonna do that, but I don't know. Then I just sort of I turned. I was like, why don't you go buy some? <laughs> then I felt bad. Was he was he a homeless guy that did? I think so. Oh, right? Probably he was young. He was pretty young though, yeah. but he didn't seem all there. But oh, he would probably he's on something, or he's yeah. got a mental illness, right? You know. Well, okay, so. Speaking of that, um, a couple of years ago... What are you on? <laughs> I'm passing it out now. I share. Okay, here we go. No, Jen, Jen had an idea of giving, uh, of making, um, sandwiches. And, and it was, and I don't mm-hmm. want to give away the whole idea, um, cause who knows? Maybe she'll want to revive it at some point. But she made a ton of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and wanted to go under a bridge and pass them out. It was yeah. very sweet. Yeah. And so she went, she, she did got good bread. I mean, good stuff. Wonder, know. right? Well, I I do wonder sometimes what got into her. <laughs> and she headed down, and she starts passing these out, and and people under the bridge were like, "Oh, is that peanut butter and jelly? You got any? You got any ham? Like, no thanks. I mean, there was a lot of no thanks. I'm not. I don't really like peanut butter. Shut she was the hell up. shocked. That is so disappointing to hear. Really. Well, she was disappointed. I don't, I'm not so surprised, I guess, but that's just so weird. I mean, right. it makes you not have very much empathy, right? But don't you think that there's like at least an upside to that, that like at least the homeless, the people that are more disadvantaged, like aren't so starving that they at least like have a choice in their sandwiches? I realize it's a little entitled and they could have been more gracious. You know, it's, it's a great point. And I, but I think that mm. the one of the reasons this, now this is all me and I don't speak for anybody else, but I, I think that one of the th- reasons that we do good things to other people is so that we can get a thank you out of it. Right. Well, it is true. Yeah. 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 So when you don't you, get that, when instead you get no thanks, it's like, wait a minute here. <laughs> eat yeah. this sandwich now. <laughs> mush, mush I want to watch you mouth. eat it all the way down. I brought some milk. You're going to drink it down. <laughs> that wonder's nice for squishing it in somebody's mouth because it just squishes past their missing <sighs> teeth. Just squishes right in there. I would eat a Wonder P P and J right now before anything else. Really bad. Yeah, I put it in your head. Is that not the best? It's still like. See, I feel like you're like not really supposed to have that anymore. Which is oh, you want anything you want? No, uh, I've got a classmate who brings peanut butter and jelly every day. Who? Amy. On Wonder Bread though, because it's he was Wonder Bread specific. Uh, it's definitely store bought white bread. Okay, that's fine. She's got you know, but you know. 
it's a whole different ball game if you get the 12, 12 uh, grain oat bread. That's true. Throw it's like a, a little natural food. peanut butter and some like real homemade jam. That's not what you throw you're talking it in the garbage. I'd say no thanks to that too. <laughs> throw but it at a homeless person. You get some real processed Jif and some like Smuckers and some Wonder Bread. Sign me up. You're man. good to go. So yeah. I have terrible allergies, just and like food allergies and like all this stuff. I'm sickly. And uh, I went to the allergist and I just wasn't doing well and I couldn't breathe. And she's like, "Well, you can't have peanuts and wheat and dairy." And so I just like, oh, that's, that's everything. Did, that's you, good. did you stab her right there? No. I bring a, a knife for when people say <laughs> things like that to me. Uh, it was just awful. So I wanted comfort food. And of course, like I wanted PB and J. Um, so I went to the store and I got like rice bread, gluten free yes, rice oh, bread. I've seen it. And then like soy butter. And yeah. then made myself a sandwich with that. And it was just even more depressing. Than- yeah. Like, this is the life I have to look forward to. Uh, that was a dark night I for you. I think I cried over my fake <laughs> peanut butter and jelly. Oh, you did? Cried you cried? Probably. You- Imagine not having wheat or it peanut be butter. Rough. It would be very rough. I love peanut butter. Peanut butter is good. So can you not eat um, other nut butters? I can have that. It's just the peanuts. Well, I strongly You'll recommend. Uh, I can do that. Yeah. Sunflower butter. I actually, is it good? Yeah, oh yeah, it's dirty good. good, my friend. Dirty, dirty good. good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it like a health food store thing? No, no, no. You can get this at Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Oh, I need to go to Trader Joe's. Oh, you need to get some Struffle waffles. <laughs> I keep saying that. <laughs> Add that to your list. Yeah. yeah. You ever heard of Struffles? <laughs> I have not. <laughs> oh my God, Mark. Really? You're about to live, man. Struffle waffles. That's not the correct word. We'll get you the real word. Okay. Something. Germanic. Okay. It's like Struvoffel or something, right? Struvoffel, yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> so damn good. Really? All right, so they're they're little like like mm, hockey puck or bigger size, like little mini waffles. Yeah. That are then cut in half like horizontally and then uh caramel is mm. spread in the middle and they're put back together. And then but they're like they're little delectable Wonderful little things. Wow. They you sound have no amazing. idea how yeah. good they are. No, I, I can't believe they haven't taken off in this country. I've brought it up multiple times. Maybe they take off if you would go buy some in this country. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe it's because no one's buying them. Yeah. Is it I Trader Joe's that has them or where I, That's what I hear Tra- from Rebecca. Trader Joe's has them. My, oh. my landlord is a flight attendant. She went to the Netherlands and brought back some from me from the Netherlands. And Ooh. if I, <laughs> if they were put on my doorstep every day yeah i would weigh 500 pounds <laughs> oh i so wouldn't be able to stop they're not a health food then oh hell no <laughs> yeah. i don't know how particularly bad they are though i mean there's so many bad things so they're probably right. not any worse than if you just had a few oreos every night or something well i'm i'm in i'm gonna try them yeah i gotta find them at trader joe so you're gonna have to text me the real name yeah i just like calling them struffles it rolls off the tongue. Speaking of that, Does maybe it? that's why they haven't taken off yet. For me, anyway. <laughs> you're saying the wrong thing. No you're telling one. hundreds of people on the podcast. They're all furiously very... googling and <laughs> coming up with nothing. I don't know what this is? All right, they're like just Stroop waffles. Stroop waffles, yeah. But Stroop waffle. The, uh, that's Stroop. actually easier than what you were saying. Stroopfuls. Yeah, Stroopfuls. I think it's a character on Fraggle Rock. I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's what you think maybe it I'm is. Confusing myself. <laughs> yeah, they're they're good though. So, okay, well, that's highly recommended. I that, see you salivating. You've filled up that little spongy thing on the end of your mic with yeah. saliva. <laughs> I've already tapped out my ranch dispenser. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm empty. Yeah, you're going shopping after this. Yeah, maybe. Um, so what's your podcast all about? Because I think a lot of people want to know. 
Well, I think they do. No, thank you for asking. <laughs> Very nice of you. Um, well, we're, uh, we just recorded our seventh show. Um, Jen, who is, uh, international speaker and best-selling author, um, is, oh, yeah. she's a pretty amazing person. Together we wrote a teen version of her book, Oh Shift. And, uh, so we, we're in business together and we, we spend a lot of time together and we started talking about podcast. And of course you gave me the bug on that one, um, last year. And I better get a 1% of, of a podcast royalties. So maybe? far that's 1% of nothing. <laughs> so I'll keep, I'll keep you tuned into I'll that. I'll take it. Um, at first I was actually, um, talking about getting a different partner cause it was something I was really interested in. And she was like, I think I'd like to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think the, the thing that was keeping us from doing it was the technical part of it. Yeah. And I, I think I asked you a few questions on that and. But we found a, a producer called Podfly.net. Have you heard of these guys? Only from you, but yeah. they look pretty cool when I checked it out. Well, uh, well, actually, our first thing was going into a studio, and it was going to be about $1,500 a month. And that was like, what? I'll give you my studio for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, this guy was going to supposedly, you know, distribute but and, and edit and do all the, the stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, these guys literally talked us through everything, ordered the equipment, sent us the equipment for cheaper than I could find, uh, walked us through it. It was super easy, got us set up. They produced, they professionally um, added the intros and the outros. Uh, these guys are amazing, and it's costing us, uh, I think it was $175 a month. We're, we're having them do a little more for us. That's awesome. It's been awesome. But the show, it's basically, um, it's not about our professional work. It's about Jen and I as a married couple cutting it up. We're, we try to be funny, but we also bring an element of, um, self-help because that's what Jen's been doing for her whole career. Um, and that's what I've joined her on. So there's, uh, you know, there's tidbits to, to think about and be introspective, but also we, we try to entertain as well. Mm-hmm. And we've had guests on the yeah. show the last five weeks. Yeah, yeah. I've they listened to a couple back. episodes. Very good. Yeah. I, you guys have great rapport. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, I respect What's... your uh, input too. Well, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, it's kind of about like what it's sort of like finding your inner truth, right? Is that sort of like your guys' mantra a little bit? Yeah, it's the Powers and Tucker podcast, but the uh you know, the subtitle is uh Truth and Acceptance. And we we really delve into like, you know, speaking our truth and what that, what's that like, you know, in its in its whole form because it's not always allowed in our society. Uh, and also talking about acceptance. And, and I would say that's the umbrella for all the work that we do. But the podcast is just letting us really have fun with that concept, truth and acceptance. Hmm. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah. And, and we try to be very, um, you know, the conversations we have about that and about what we're allowed to say and, 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 you know, and talk about on the podcast. We talk about on the podcast that process, you know, so it's not just us like, sitting on our couch saying, what, well, should we be allowed to say that? Right. We, we flush that stuff out on the, on the show itself too. And, and so I, th- I think the listener is, you know, it's part of the character development, you know, being sort of, you know, in, in, in their own living room, feeling like they're part of it in, in that conversation, like what's okay. What is okay to say, um, on the radio or on a podcast uh, and what is it's something that just is, is taboo. 
We well, don't have you don't have too many boundaries, I don't think. Not well, not really. So far. <laughs> You're <laughs> noticing <laughs> that. Well, Jen doesn't either, and, and and Jen and I, you know, we really we you know we have a lot of conversation. We love talking to each other, and we do. We we talk we talk about dark things, and we talk about um, really interesting you know topics. And so we wanted to be able to have a venue where we can do that. Now there's a risk in, in some of the work that we do. You know, we work with, with teens, we work with adults who are, are trying to better their lives. And, um, is it okay to be raw and to be dark, uh, when you've also got this message of, of joy? And we, we said, yeah, I think, I think people want that because mm-hmm. that's one way that, that we find joy. Is mm-hmm. being truthful and honest and open. Yeah. So, yeah. So right we'll there see. to the core of your message. To yeah. the core. So that's your answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I like it. I'm glad to hear that you've uh, listened to a couple. Yeah. Is there, is there like, I don't know, is there sort of like a common thing that people seem to like don't realize they're not actually being truthful about or like, yeah, I, you know, and I, I think just to hear a, a married couple, um, the way that we can talk to each other. Um, you know, I was married for, for many years, my first marriage and, you know, as, as it was dissolving and I realized that there were so many things that we didn't say, you know, we kept bottled up and we did it thinking that it was for the marriage. But in the end it was like, well, what good did that do? I didn't get to be mean. She didn't get to be her. Mm-hmm. And I came out of that saying, I want, Full disclosure, man. Uh, you know, next time I go into this, I want full disclosure. And, um, that's just one example of the way that we, we're not always forthright and, and open and honest. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of funny because I think I was sort of raised in a little bit of a repressed household. Oh, yeah. We all were. Yeah. Yeah. You too, Rebecca? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My family, we never, we don't address it and like our family's very close but we don't like address anything directly to anybody right yeah. so like my grandmother was upset for me for not sending her a thank you card for something but she told my aunt who told my mom who told me yep and my cousin like mentioned it too or something yeah. like that we don't we don't talk about feelings in my family right hmm. that was my that was my existence and i came out again i took him out of my marriage and as a father and uh didn't didn't communicate and you know I met a woman who communicates and we joke about that on the show. She's from New Jersey. She says anything, oh, yeah, that, yeah. you know, <laughs> it comes out. And, uh, I've, I really, I knew, I knew from the start with Jen that she offered me the opportunity to start speaking what was in my heart, you know, and, uh, she wants that. Mm-hmm. And I still struggle with it because I've got, you know, 40 years of old patterns behind me, but, um, I'm working on it. Hmm. And not just yeah. with her, uh, but, and not just on the podcast, but with my boys and with, you know, friends, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really working to be more expressive. I mean, wouldn't it be nice with your grandmother if she could have just called you and you had that and said, eh, I kind of, I kind of hurt my feelings. Yeah. It would have been, I don't know. I mean, I went over and I took her a flower and a plant and a thank you note hand delivered and we sat down and we had an afternoon and it was nice, but yeah. Gave her a dead mouse. <laughs> <laughs> With a little 
some drill holes in it and like <laughs> she said oh thank you for the kitty cat <laughs> you've implanted a neurotoxin so it's gonna go crazy in a half hour yeah that's you what i would do, do for that, my right? grandmother <laughs> you know passive aggressive Just to prove you're doing some cool work <laughs> <laughs> no like a ticking time bomb of a mouse sure grandma can take that mouse uh, yeah. i wouldn't do that to it hoist yeah. up her momo and <laughs> Yeah, shopping with a cleaver pumping a little bit no she uh she laughed really hard when i got my current job and told her that i was studying parkinson's and mice she's like and she just laughed hysterically she goes i mean i just imagine cages of like little shaky mice yeah right yeah, yeah. that's what i thought of when you told me no they don't shake well, that oh that's, that's too bad. funny though that's not even super funny. sad that visual <laughs> god <laughs> which you've probably given you know like infected with right yes. yep <laughs> oh great <laughs> Um, yeah, that's interesting to think about because see, my family is very like, you know, like I kind of think about my grandma, my grandma lives up in Vancouver, nicest lady in the world. She's like 82 and you know, her thing, she's told me about this multiple times. She's like, you know, my husband, which is my grandpa, you know, he like never changed a diaper. Right. He, you know, it's that very like fifties separation and they lived like that. And she was extreme, like, at least the way she makes it sound, she was extremely happy, like, very conservative. Right. Things are, like, there's a sort of image that you present. There's kind of like a a decorum that is really important, and there's customs. Right. And it's like, it's a weird kind of thing. And my family is very much like that, because my mom is really like that. Right. Even though it's not, she she's worked hard her whole life sure. and outside the home as well, but... It's very kind of like, I don't know, there's a weird thing of like when people seem very open and sort of like, oh, hey, it's like they kind of see that as sort of like a, whoa, like kind of a, you're sort of rough around the edges and mm. that's sort of a bad thing. Right. And we don't talk about anything. Yes. I mean, we we really don't. And then me being the middle child, I was always sort of just like, sort of asked to be like, you just... Don't you even, just need to roll with the punches. Don't like, even talk. <laughs> just nod your head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit different because I was the only boy, but so, you know, it's a lot of stuff like sports and stuff I was the only one doing, so I kind of got my own thing there. Right. But if it wasn't for that, I feel like if I had like an older brother, yeah. I would have been like a completely invisible child. Were you? Because bo- that's kind of how my, my personality is anyway. It's right. not their fault, really. Were you raised in the West here? I was raised in Ellensburg, Washington, small town. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. I think it's even worse in the West. I think we are, uh, we, d- we tend to be more subdued about our, what we say. And we, and of course I, we talk about a lot about that in our show because Jen, you know, it's very outspoken, but she says it is an East Coast culture. And we um, kind of see that as like, oh, people are so rude over there. Right. Or like, what, you know? Yes. Rough. Yes. But they just they say things they that say you things. are probably already thinking too. Yeah. And we'll take 20 minutes to just say the simple things. Like, just tell me what you want. <laughs> so there's probably like less passive aggressiveness. Is that true? Or Over there? Yeah. Oh, way less. Really? Yeah, they're in your yeah. face. No, you're just direct about it. Yeah. So we talk a lot about that. Like, what's is it okay just to say whatever? You know, if I got a problem with you, I'm just like, yeah. You know, and I'm like, I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> I don't know if we say anything you feel. Um <laughs> But on the other hand, I I really do. I think there's some sort of happy medium. Right. Because we have feelings, too. I mean, if I just said whatever served my whatever's in my brain to you and I'm just a wrecking ball, like you've got you've got your things that you're sensitive about. And, yeah. and uh, you know, you, you can't 
you, you do have to take into account other people's feelings. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's at least that's my approach. Yeah. Mm. And I am from the West as well. So <laughs> where are you from? Well, I lived, I, I was raised in uh, Southern California, spent my formative years in Wyoming. And then when I was young buck, when I was 21, I moved out here to Portland. What got you to move out here? Well, at the time I was um, dating my first wife um, and we were looking for a place to go to college, a bigger city, because we were in a tiny, uh, dinky town in Wyoming and um, looked around in, in Portland, came out and visited Portland. It was one of those deceptively beautiful spring days we're like oh my god it's beautiful it's paradise yeah it's yeah um fawns with lutes you know it's just <laughs> magical and um you probably moved in in a downpour right it's like by the time you move then it switches it, yeah reality hits you pretty quick when you live in yeah. in uh, portland in your first winter you know you've made a horrible mistake you know yeah. um but uh yeah i've been here for gosh it's been 23 years now so I'm mm. sticking around. So you've seen all the big explosive growth yeah. here. Yeah. What was the pearl like 23 years ago? Um, It was kind of like, have you ever seen pictures of the moon? No, it wasn't like that. It was <laughs> much, World War One. World uh, War yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> the bombed out <laughs> building. Yeah. Um, no, it was a lot of um, homeless people, a lot of uh, industrial. Yeah. Nothing like it is now. It wasn't that long ago that they really cleaned it up, right? Not at all. Just no, within ten, probably. Um, I'd say at least about ten. I think. Um, I think one of the mayors was Vera Katz came in and she put her foot down and made started sort of that ball rolling. And it's, I don't know if you haven't been to Pol- Portland, listeners. It's it's awesome. Yeah, it's a cool town. I say in the summer. I I don't think there's a better place to be than Portland. Well, like it's hard to really argue with how our July, like you know, Fourth of July through Halloween. Like, how can anywhere else really have that much better weather? Right. Right? No, yeah. It's too cold. Oh, yeah, she's over there I'm from laughing. Georgia, it's too cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, guess. I miss, I mean, it gets, goes down, what, like 60s at night? I just want to be able to sit outside in shorts. And I In miss, the winter? No. Oh. But summer. And I miss summer thunderstorms. That's yeah. been a big thing. And, and giant miss that too. June bugs that look like hawks, right? I don't miss that. We were just talking about all the insects down there. Yeah, and how big they are, and wolf spiders, which are a couple inches oh, long and furry. That alone, that, that alone, I'll, uh, I would never ever live in a place like that. Yeah, how is it that there's like almost nothing here? I know it's crazy. It's, I didn't. What happened? Yeah, we're I didn't like believe it when I first moved here. I remember asking, like, we crashed with like friends of friends of friends uh, until we got a place to live when we first moved out here, and like, at, like running down the list of awful bugs that we have in Georgia. Like, really? No. Your cockroaches aren't three inches long? No. Our cockroaches are actually polite. They're politically correct. They compliment mm-hmm. you when you come yeah. in there. Like, oh, you're, I didn't know you were coming in. I'm an, I'll scurry away now. And they're small. Yeah. Yeah. They don't take up too much space. Yeah. No, uh, it, they were, they drive, ride double decker bikes around. And, <laughs> yeah. Right. They, they clean up after themselves. Always they the bike cycle. Line. There's a line by the fridge every Sunday morning. It goes 40 minutes to get in <laughs> everywhere. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I, we had some, I had, I got bit by a mosquito, uh, around the fire in the backyard. And I was like, what? What's yeah. a mosquito doing out here? <laughs> no. Outdoors. Gosh. Yeah, until I started really going camping, I uh, hadn't really gotten bitten by one in Portland. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, they they don't really Mm-mm. poke they their heads out. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, 
pretty awesome. I love it. Same thing with Washington, though, where I grew up. I mean, you had a little more, more of a spider issue out there. Really? Yeah. I mean, there were black widows and a little bit, not much more, though. But, yeah. like, in our house, there were a lot more spiders. I, I was just telling her, actually, I, I saw a pretty big monster, actually, out on the porch last night. But I've only probably seen like three spiders in this place in the three years that i've been here no you way. said it was big for portland how big was it actually mm. he had he had to take his microscope out to see it <laughs> <laughs> it was strange i hadn't seen one like that before they get a little plump this time yeah of year. they get a little it's it's right before the you know the, the, the it'll freeze in about a month and they just mm. this is their big chance to maybe a like a like a silver dollar wow oh that's nothing yeah it's it's for Big here enough. it is. I know. Big For enough. here it is. <laughs> All right. What yeah. was the, what Come was on. the scariest? It's not like bug I screamed. Out there. Sc- I think um, they were they weren't cockroaches. Maybe they were like palmetto bugs, and they were like you know. Inch and a half, two inches long and big and look like cockroaches, but they flew. No. Uh, or wolf spiders, which would get about three, four inches long. Oh, that's a and like thick bodies and furry, like including the legs. But in Georgia, you guys eat those, right? I mean, isn't that no good eating we we go bigger like the squirrels the, the, squir- ca- the raccoons <laughs> the roadkill yeah no good eating <laughs> nothing goes to waste you know okay i have to tell the story because it always makes you think of this i i have two i'll get through these fast i promise western washington does not have wolf spiders i don't think they're not as big as you're talking about but they do have some really big there are some like crunch like if you're gonna if you smash them on the wall you're gonna have guts everywhere like they're they're that they're big enough for that right so we saw a couple of those that's actually not the main story but there actually were a decent amount of bugs around and we we actually had a remote control helicopter (laughs) and then with a little gopro on it it wasn't it wasn't probably wasn't even gopro then it was a few years ago but it was really actually funny because we saw this we looked up and bam there's this huge for our standards Biggest spider I've ever seen oh, wow. up on a two-story wall. So we like got this helicopter up so that we're like, like flew up next to it and we're like, we're seeing it on the TV, just oh. how big this thing is blown up. That was actually pretty funny. But, um, anyway, so that's not the real story. So we go, <laughs> we go to this, this, Prologue. uh, this like, uh, little tiny little grocery, like market that's totally tiny. And I'm waiting. I go in and get what I'm going to get. I come out and I'm waiting for my roommate to come out. I'm standing there. And, uh, it's got this little overhang. It's got a little, it's got a little overhang out there on the outside. So I, I walk up and I'm just kind of like standing around and I look and see that there's a little newspaper stand. There's one of those little machines where you could pop money and right. grab one. With the porn. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a jugs in there or something. And, <laughs> and I, I look and there's a little spider web and there's a spider. And I'm like, oh wow, there's kind of a big spider there. And I look and there's another web and there's a spider. And I'm kind of like, oh, that's weird. There's another spider. And then I start looking up and there's just like webs that sort of go up into the, this overhang thing. And I'm standing under it (laughs) and then I start looking up and there are nothing but literally millions probably of spiders all. And this thing's like a short, like probably an eight foot thing. So I could like jump easily and touch like just thousands of spiders and they're like (laughs) active where they're all moving around. It looks like a, uh, a uh, anthill, you know, where you can like oh see all the hell. movement. And I was like, Oh my God, I've never been so freaked out. Your from friend, spiders was, in my friend life. was up in the webs. Was he trapped? In yeah. The yeah. He's like, gets, you know, his mouth. Is me. <laughs> Kill me. He's already I transforming. Yeah, there's like the, the mother that's like coming out together. She's got her big 
big old two claws into his belly. It was scary. I like practically turned and like ran back to the car. That sounds horrible. So scary. Have you seen those pictures of, um, I forget where it is. I feel like it's in Asia. Um, and the towns just kind of get taken over by spiders and the trees are just the pictures of the trees just wrapped in spider webs where you can't see the leaves anymore. They're just, I don't think I've seen that. I think every country that you bring up is one that I want to avoid. Yeah. 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 What country was that? I think it was someplace in Asia. Oh my God. Yeah. I did see one where I don't think it was a tree, but it was like a, it was just a big field with knee high grass and in, in all the grass was nothing but webs and Mm -hmm. spiders everywhere. Oh my God. See? See? I want just one more reason to live in Portland. I've never seen anything like that. Well, you know what's true about Portland though? They do have all those, they're relatively small. But in the summer, when would be probably fall, really, probably right around now is when they're out where like they really are all outside. Like at my old house, I used to live in North Portland and I'd go mow the lawn not yeah. very frequently, but I'd go out do it. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. And like any, any little opening between like two thing, you yeah. know, the two little bushes or something, there would be a web and a spider and, and right. there'd be a lot of those yes. like everywhere. I do it's remember true. that. Yeah. No, it's not those are called. This time of year, I, I walk through webs all the time. It's the freakiest thing. Yeah. It's like, it's one of those sort of creepy feelings because it's like, if we weren't here and we weren't walking through this all the time, it would get overrun oh, by tr- different things. That's true. You know? Oh, that's creepy. Do you have writing spiders out here? Writing? Yeah. Writing? W-R-I-T-I-N-G. No. And they do these webs, but then they kind of, I guess it's like a reinforced part where it sort of just goes back and forth and it's a zigzag. But, hmm. um, I saw I, one of those in Charlotte's web. Exactly. Right? They, they she write. was, a, she was a writing. Really? Spider. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we get them in Georgia and they're pretty big, but they're the ones that have like the thick, like spherical bodies and they're like orange and black and disgusting looking. And we used to have one in my parents' yard and she would, or, Think she pen web. pals no no <laughs> um it would just like spin the web in front of the garage every night huh. and i had to park outside and so every night i'd come back and there'd be this huge couple feet oh. across web wow and you could see and this giant spider on it in front of the garage door so i had to open the garage door and like try and run through and not hit it or wow it was so gross say, like evening that. rebecca <laughs> welcome home we gotta stop meeting like this <laughs> you're coming back at this time it's gnawing on a rabbit <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. that's was, horrible that's I, a little rough yeah. i don't miss those so did, did you flee georgia or do you, you still have fond memories uh it's a bit of both um i grew up there and then i went to undergrad there i moved out here when i was about 23 probably 24 maybe probably 23 just to do something new. Right. And it seemed like a good opposite corner of the country to Absolutely. come to. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Packed up my car and drove out. Was, it was really dumb. Was it the only choice? <laughs> it was dumb? Well, I didn't. So I moved out with a friend from high school and neither of us had jobs yeah. here. We yeah. had jobs in Atlanta and I didn't realize that. I mean, I do science stuff. There's not a whole lot of people that employ for that here. Right. Uh, and we didn't know anybody at all. Um, and I'd never been to Portland before. Yeah. Until. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you committed, yeah, I'm going to live there. I'm going to move there. Just going. Mm-hmm. Packed up my car and drove out. Whoa. Awesome. Yeah. And it worked mm-hmm. out. So oh, yeah. You, now you're using mice as hand puppets. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, I had, you live in the, the dream. I never even live dreamed of it. Dream. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she keeps hitting me up to write some plays. It's like, what? I thought you're doing real research. You're doing, you're doing, you know, mice plays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. 
Well, fine, I will. I'll write some. <laughs> They've got a limited range of emotion, so it's kind of hard to adapt. Well, that's what I mean. That's the problem. I'm like, I can't work under these conditions. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. That's a great yeah, story. That's way more adventurous than I've ever been in my whole life. That was like the one adventurous thing I did. I remember telling people in Atlanta, like friends when I was leaving, and they were like, that doesn't sound like you. <laughs> doesn't sound like something you would do. How long did it take before you got a job and set up and weren't afraid for your life? A month? Yeah, wow. I got so lucky. And my boss is the guy that I'm working for now, the nicest man in the world. And it's exactly the research that I wanted to do. And it was just perfect. And it wow. worked out really well. That's crazy. Yeah. I stayed here for grad school. And yeah. It's working out. My mom was not happy about that. She wanted me to come closer to home. Yeah, I bet. Did she ever come out here and visit? All the time. Well, she's going to have to move now. <laughs> no, they keep threatening to. I I bet they will. <laughs> but then again, you that means you got to stick around. Parents move out. That kind of obligates you to stick around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we decided that if they win the lottery, they'll buy a house at the coast they can use when they're out here. That's the that's the pretext. The they got to Great for you. Uh, exactly. I look after it, it for 51 a 51 weeks a year. Exactly. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. Well, we can always use Shetman's. If Shetman ever comes back. I heard a rumor of October. Well, I'm just saying it's still there, even if he's gone. The return of Shetman. He yeah. told me that he would give me the key. <sighs> the combination of the lockbox. You're, the drool- old, you're the drooling old. again. <laughs> Sorry. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. A little house in Gearhart. Ooh, that yeah. would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, what? Sure. what's the most adventurous thing you've ever done, Danny? With your pants on. Uh, the ranch tap. The ranch tap. He's, <laughs> he just invested. You didn't see I he was typing in his computer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can have, by the way, just so it's clear on the air, you can have that idea. The ranch tap is yours. Mm. Okay. I'm signing <laughs> off on You're it. You're going to give up ownership of that? I'm giving it up. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. And I'm going to probably purchase one i'll be the first one to purchase it. <laughs> it'll be like a camelback <laughs> only on the front and <laughs> you'll be like the donald trump i'll be so bitter you'll make <laughs> millions i'll be the donald whatever he talks like <laughs> yeah um i'm trying to think i'm just i like being adventurous but i'm not usually all that adventurous right um hmm I'm with you there. You know, you know, it sounds kind of weird. Maybe, maybe going out and doing improv might actually have been. That's huge. Yeah. Not, it's not driving across the country though. It's not like changing your whole life. Oh, yeah. But, I, yeah, but that's, I would much rather pick up and move someplace new than have to get and get up on like a stage in front of people and improvise yeah. on the spot. I agree. Yeah. There's a small portion of people that are willing to do that. Yeah. And it was a great decision. I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Met so many people that way. Yeah. But I mean, like when I moved down here, I already had a job and I mean, I had, I had one friend here, but to me, that wasn't a big stretch. Right. I was glad to, to move and meet some new people. And right. I, that wasn't even hard at all for me. Yeah. So. I don't know. Okay. Just showing no. up for improv on like day two was probably huge. I was like, oh my God, really? <laughs> I'm going to do this again. For me, it was stand-up class. Stand-up class was freaking terrifying. Mm. If you've never done stand-up comedy, um, I, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it would be a, a good next step after I had done some improv, you know, just to yeah. see what it's like and see what I could do. Nine people sitting in a room, all terrified for their turn, is a terrible audience. First of all, <laughs> so bad. And like you say something that that you know, I'm I'm in my living room and Jen's cracking up. These guys are just like 
piss in their pants. So there's no laughter. I'm like, that's a just great point. Roasting up there. Mm. And, um, I didn't even finish the class. Really? I didn't. Kind of just hated it. Yeah. I, I was just too stressful. Mm. Yeah. Did you, did you not even really feel like you got good advice from the one person, you know, putting it on? I, I don't, I didn't, I felt like okay about it. Um, yeah, it's funny. Um, I wouldn't want to disparage, uh, put it on right, my shoulders, right, right. but, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like it wasn't necessarily more my forte. I'm, yeah. I am better at improv. I'm better at like being snappy. Yeah. Uh, that's why I think a podcast is a little, a little better venue for me. Yeah. Uh, but I tell you, it gave me a whole new respect for people doing stand up. Yeah. You know, we, we watch stand up on TV and we're like, if they're not funny in 30 seconds, we're like, this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. And these guys are probably in real life are hilarious. But we, we just, boy, you go up there in front of people and they, you better make them laugh and quickly. It's hard. Or they're like, yeah. you're out. Yeah. So it, it's, it's the yeah. dance well, with the ha- devil there. We haven't really talked about it yet, but I, I probably did like four open mics and wow, and the helium competition. Oh my god, <laughs> hot dog! I mean, yeah, it's hard. I keep thinking about it though. I think I do need to keep trying. Did you get some laughs? Yeah, I had a couple. You got laughs. Yeah, I was there when was, you did. She's helium. being sweet. No, you got laughs. It's fine. You there said someone was laughing really hard, and it wasn't me. Well, that was funny though. I did feel good about that later because I heard a very distinctive, loud laugh that I thought was Rebecca. I was like, "Oh man, she's overselling it. You know? <laughs> she's being too nice here." But then later, I was like, oh, "I heard your laugh," and she's like, "That oh, was amazing. I didn't laugh." She's like, "No, I was no, you didn't get me going at all." Like, oh, <laughs> that wow. was pathetic. I mean, I had Jesus my arms Christ. crossed the whole time. But <laughs> yeah, you know what was hard too. He, this is the helium funniest person competition. I had to go with number one for the night. Oh uh, my goodness! And there was 150 people there. Holy cow! It was cow. crowded. Danny. It was a big crowd. I wish I knew about that. Uh, yeah. Well, I didn't tell like almost anyone. Right. I told my parents later, and I didn't tell the vast majority of my friends either. Right. I just sort of like wanted to just. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go so you told there. your non-friends? You told, you told us? I vast majority right includes right. other people that are my okay. friends. Yeah. <laughs> You guys are very clearly my friends. Oh, yeah, it's so sweet. I don't, I don't know about that. Well, now. I, well, see, I was worried because like these guys it. might not like me later. Like, what if they're like, "Wow, that guy's a douche." He's the worst comedian <laughs> I've ever seen. I think I'm going to break off this friendship. I threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have. I, I, I would be impressed. It was hard. Anything. Yeah, having that experience, I would have been like a big. I would have even forced laughed. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, it was a little bit stressful because you have to do minimum four and a half minutes, oh. uh, max six. So they give you a light at four and a half. And I was sitting there like through 94% of my material and hadn't seen the light yet. And I was like, <sighs> oh, <fuck."> no. <laughs> God, I'm no. seriously like, if I don't see that light very soon, I'm not going to have anything to say and I'm going to have to start winging it. Yeah. And I was really got nervous for like a half a second Ooh. and then i saw the light and i was like okay cool now nice. i can sort of just end this thing but yeah i wasn't real awesome. happy with it but oh my god you got to give yourself credit for that that's awesome it, i like you said before huge respect for these guys that can go out and right. do it and it's so much harder than it looks it's and so everyone hard. says that but you just don't really know you'll never you know. know until you've had that feeling of looking out into the crowd and forgetting what you need to say, not knowing what you're <laughs> right, saying. Right. Yeah. And feeling that hit, cause it feels like a hit, like getting punched in the chest. Yeah. Of just like, 
uh, I'm dying here. You know, yeah, you, you know, you have to, you have to yeah. do something. Yeah. You have to make a move. No one else can do anything for yeah. you. Yeah. It's not like improv. People can bail you out in improv. Right. It's not like anything else. Right. You know, a podcast, you can edit it out. Right. Like, right this thing right, is like, yeah. you need to f- move. Yeah. You need to go. Other than maybe like sports, I can't, I mean, I, I think more because it's, it's just you and, um, I think there's something about being in front of people that's probably evolutionary for us that we, I mean, you know, just speaking is too much for most people in front of people. Um, and so to be, have to be funny and then you're dying, you know, you're not getting a laugh on something you thought you were going to. And then Mm -hmm. you, then you start going, turning in on yourself. Oh, see, yeah. See, that's, well, you know what I'm talking about probably, but like my, my first open mic actually went okay. It was like, I got some decent laughs. It's fine. I actually kind of left like, oh my gosh, that was actually okay. <laughs> and then my second open mic, my first like five jokes didn't get any oh, laughs. Oh, yeah. So I felt like I was 45 seconds in and hadn't gotten anything. Oh, my God. And then I also like you start going faster because you kind of like, all right, you kind of normally you leave a little room for like transitions where right. there's some laughing going on you can kind of like play off of that it's right, like, yeah. okay i'll go to the next <laughs> okay moving on you know and all of a sudden like i'm through my stuff and it was just absolutely terrifying yeah and it actually ended up being okay at the end it's like kind of came back towards the end but man it's like you are just hung out to dry right if you don't know what you're doing or you just the, the crowd isn't into it you are right. just you're exposed wow well my hat's off to you that's impressive mm-hmm. yeah that's very impressive yeah. i didn't know that well you know what else is impressive <laughs> Audible, baby. That's right. Audible. Go get yourself a free audiobook free two-week trial at audibletrial.com slash huge quickly. Right, Rebecca? That's a good idea, right? What is Audible? Audible, uh, you must know this. I I, I really, I honestly, I don't know what Audible is. Well, it's a, it's a, it's part of Amazon and then it's an audiobook, um, service. So they got an app. And, uh, you can just find like any book you can really imagine. And, and almost all of them are in audiobook form. And it's just a subscription service. And, um, if you sign up for the basic service, you get a free book a month. And, uh, you can obviously buy more. And they have lots of sales and deals and that kind of stuff all the time. But, um, it's awesome. I mean, that it's sounds a cool, cool little medium. Yeah. Especially for, you know, travel and whatever in the car. Do they choose the book that you get for free or do, do no, 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 no. I you just get a free credit and then wow. you can use it anywhere on the site. Oh, I like mm-hmm. it. I like, I like. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Any, even like a new release or like a long book too. I got like, uh, you know, Lord of the Rings. This is still the same price as whatever the sometimes little... it work with. It's picture books because that's what I prefer. <laughs> do they do that? Oh, it's audible. Oh, wait a sec. You know, I don't know if you are a good customer. (laughs) You might need something else. Yeah. So you get out there and get one of those. Audibletrial.com slash huge quickly. I think I will. Mm -hmm. Mark Tucker, thank you so much for coming on. You're the man. What what a pleasure to, to be on the show again. I hope you have me on again. I am. If you've stuck around this long, listeners, you'll be excited to know. HQ Improv is coming back this Friday. I'm going to put out, um, uh, maybe, maybe tonight, but maybe later in the week too, because I want to get on the Friday. It used to be Fridays. I have some old deep cuts that have not seen the light of day yet. Um, I'm going to put that episode out on Friday and then get the, the crew in here next week and record some new stuff and then to have that a weekly thing that's starting up again. So awesome. I'm really excited about that. So HQ Improv's coming back, hqimprov.com. 
hopefully, Mark, you, you can come on sometime. Absolutely. So you're just a standout star. Well, you know, yeah, I do what I can for the we people. We had some good times. We I, had, I, we had some great times. If nothing else, they can't take that away from us. <laughs> we'll uh, always have that. Yeah. Even with uh, the Parkinson's and Ebola. Well, well really, man. Ebola will take sure. everything from you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ron, the, uh, the photographer. I don't know. You weren't Ron, but you were the one coming down and on, if you remember what I'm talking about. He's the guy in the in the mouse costume. Oh anyway, listeners, if you want to find out what we're talking about, hqimprev.com, go get the the deep cuts that are on there. So And thank you, Rebecca. Oh, thanks for, for coming me. out again. Hmm. You're welcome. Of course. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Love you.